Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, it's a brand new edition of Over the Line, and I gotta be honest with y'all, I am struggling today, that's right, I've got the mother of all headaches, I've got uh, where uh, a spot on my tongue where I bit my tongue, so I'm talking funny, and I just feel like absolute crap, and it's the worst day for that to happen. But here I am. I had to even restart this podcast three times trying to get it right because obviously I forgot how to start the show. But here we are. It's been a, a, a week, over a week, since we've done a show. And we just, we took a break because uh, for those of y'all that have been keeping up with the social media and stuff, we wanted to reset lay out a plan because we're really pushing hard on this podcast and we want to have some consistency for you guys so plenty of stuff to talk about joe biden's been uh been in office for a few days plenty of accomplishments he's pulled off i'm going to talk about all of those but it's a big day for me and that's why it's so bad that i feel so awful today uh that Today, this morning, as of 6 o'clock, the grand opening of the Bucky's gas station, approximately one mile from my house, is now open. Let's give them a round of applause, everybody. And I am so excited. Now, my initial plan, and I even woke up early. Right, I, I don't do well with waking up early, at least recently. I'm trying to get back in the group. My intentions were to be one of the first people in the door when they opened up. And I woke up with this raging headache, and I'm like, I can't even do it. I can't. I can't do it. So I ain't even been down there yet. They technically have a, a grand opening happening in like 30 minutes from now when I'm recording this video. And I'm not going to make that either. I mean, I am feeling rough. I, although I am excited to be back with you guys. I'm excited to be doing this podcast because, like I said, we've been out of pocket for a minute. But we are bringing on a lot of new people. And really, we got to thank TikTok for that. TikTok has uh, given us the opportunity to reach a lot of people that didn't really know about the podcast. And I like it because it's an easy way to get the word out. I was always anti-TikTok for a while, you know. It, Part of it was it seemed real cringy, and the other part of it, it was like a Chinese spy app. But once Joe Biden became president, I'm like, China is literally our president. So what's it matter if China is tracking my phone now, right? Who cares? So I downloaded TikTok. And uh, I'm, I'm a little addicted, I'll be honest. Uh, all right, so let me talk about Bucky's for a second because I'm, I'm excited. And I know most of y'all don't care. If you don't know what Bucky's is, it's like the, the mother of all gas stations. It's It's... It's the size of a Walmart. It's like Walmart, or, or it's like Publix and Chick-fil-A had a Walmart-sized baby that happened to be a gas station. That's what Bucky's is. It's, it's fascinating. They're based out of Texas, and I don't know where in the U.S. they're located, or if they're located anywhere else. There's one in South Alabama down towards the beach, but here in Birmingham, we officially have our own buckies look at this i got some pictures for you and <laughs> some of y'all are probably like you're so stupid i don't i don't care about buckies i don't want you to talk about gas stations well guess what i don't care i want you to see buckies check this out look at this 
This place looks amazing. Look at look at all this food, fudge, chicken, barbecue, all kinds of stuff. You move over here. Look at all that. Look at it. Here's the thing. Oh, is that bacon? Oh my God! Please tell me that's bacon. I may never have to go to Walmart or even a grocery store ever again. Thanks to Bucky's. And I hope that's the case. Because I don't like going to those places. Look at this. Look at Dippin' Dots Bakery. You got roasted nuts. Roasted nuts. Look at that. I can't even deal. I can't even deal with it, y'all. It's too much. Too much emotion for me. It's a very emotional morning. So I'll, I'll document when I go down there for the first time after the show. And uh, let y'all know how it goes. Whew. Okay. Calm down. Okay, I'm good. If you're not following me on TikTok, which is where I'll probably post my first Bucky's experience, make sure you go check that out. It's just like all the other social media, at Andrew McLean, who you can find me on there and follow me and see all my stuff and all my things. Uh, off the top, I want to do this, and, and I'm not big on playing political ads unless they've got some sort of relevance to what's going on in politics at the time. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders, we got reports over the weekend that she was about to announce that she was running for governor, and she did so this morning. And she released a video making the announcement, and I thought it was such a powerful video. It, it, you know, the governor of Arkansas doesn't really matter to most of us. Uh, it's normally a Republican. Uh, well, I say it's normally Republican. I, I think it is, at least, you know, lead, going all the way back to maybe Bill Clinton. Um, but she told a couple stories during her video that I thought were so absolutely powerful. It, it, and it truly paints the picture of what it was like at the White House with President Trump in office. And how vastly different that landscape is today. Because if, if you'll recall, on Joe Biden's first day, the day he got inaugurated, he was swearing in uh, members of his cabinet and his staff. You remember he was standing there at the podium, and then he had two big TV screens. It was like a, a giant Zoom call, so it had all these people. They were, I guess, swearing them in over, over Zoom. And his comments were, I may even try to find this video. He said... If I catch any of y'all disrespecting each other, you'll be fired on the spot. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what you're saying on your first day in front of the entire world. Like, welcome to the team. You're already under threat for being fired. <laughs> I mean, he's just a senile old man, so it's not like it's a big deal. You know, that's what senile old people do. Here's the video, though. Sarah Huckabee Sanders announcing this morning that she is running for governor of Arkansas. Check this out. In the pitch black of night, with no lights on the plane or runway, Air Force One touched down in war-torn Iraq. Nearby, hundreds of troops had gathered at a remote military base in the desert to celebrate Christmas. They expected to be joined by senior military leadership, but instead got their commander in chief. The room erupted. A young soldier yelled from the back of the room, Mr. President, I re-enlisted in the Army because of you. And the President replied, And son, I'm here because of you. 
That soldier then came over to me and said, thank you, Sarah. I love the way you handle yourself. You have a tough job. I politely corrected him and told him thanks, but I take questions. You take bombs and bullets. That's a tough job. The soldier silently reached up and tore the brave rifle's patch from his arm and handed it to me and said, we're in this together. Overwhelmed with emotion and speechless, I just hugged him with tears in my eyes and a grateful heart for our heroes who keep us free. America is great because we are free, but today our freedom and the rule of law are under attack. I was the first White House press secretary to require Secret Service protection because of a credible violent threat against me. We've seen violence in our streets, at a congressional baseball practice, and at our Capitol. This is not who we are as Americans. To remain free, we must have law and order and resolve our differences peacefully. The radical left solution is to impose government control and censorship from the top down. But their socialism and cancel culture will not heal America. It will only further divide. Oh, okay, and at that point, she starts getting into, like, you know, political stuff or whatever, which is, you know, it's fine. I agree with her on all that stuff. I just, I wanted y'all to see that first part and how powerful that story is where they surprise the troops in Iraq on Christmas. Okay, President of the United States, billionaire from New York. Instead of staying at the White House or going to Mar-a-Lago for Christmas and spending it with his family, he decided to go to Iraq and surprise these people and hang out with the troops. And the comment that was made from that young soldier who said, I re-enlisted because of you, President Trump. And he said, no, I, I'm doing this because of you. Which is absolutely... Um, it's just awesome. It's awesome. And I feel for those young men and women who have enlisted, re-enlisted, thinking that they would have Donald J. Trump as their commander-in-chief until 2024. And uh, apparently that's not going to happen. Uh, but, you know, hey, we pray for Joe Biden and his administration that he will treat those uh, soldiers the the way that they deserve to be treated. I'm more concerned about them and what they're going to have to go through than I am what we here in within the borders, us uh, civilians, what we're going to have to go through because I think we can handle ourselves. I think we can stick it out for two to four years and uh, uh, be just fine. But Joe Biden is from a class of politicians of... Uh, warmongers. I mean, we're already taking shots at other countries and on the brink of doing God knows what, invading another country or anything. We spent four years, we had it made, and so many people didn't even realize it. And I, I, even people that supported the president didn't even realize it. How good we had it. We never had it that good. Prosperity across the land, no new wars, bringing troops home, and there was peace. We were cutting peace deals in the Middle East that, that had never happened. We're talking to North Korea, Kim Jong-un, he's not shooting off missiles anymore. <laughs> it 
when you really go back and look at it, and so much to happen, so much happened over the past four years that that it's hard to just you know grasp it all at one time. But if you really have time to sit down and think about it, or even go back and research so you can refresh your memory, you'll sit there in awe at what we as America accomplished over the past four years. It's absolutely fascinating. And it'll be fascinating to see what happens four years from now. What the president does. He's already made the comments, hey, we're going to do something. What that something is, I don't know. I would like it to be another run for president. I think that would be good. Or maybe he plans on fighting from the outside. We'll see. But his job's not done. I know that for a fact. I know that he is not... He's not hanging up the boxing gloves and, and uh, uh, completely finished with politics. But with all that said, let's talk about Joe Biden and what Joe Biden has done. Actually, let me not get into that just yet. Let me get into the narrative about that's still going to this day protecting the Capitol and what we saw over the past few days with our troops sleeping in parking garages. Now, those are images that were used by both sides of the aisle to advance their own narrative. The left took those pictures and used them in a way of, look at all these troops that we've got to have here because the crazy MAGA people are trying to kill our our politicians and our our public servants and, uh, you know. But in reality, most people saw it and said, why, why are our soldiers sleeping in a parking garage? Why? What's, can we not find any, any hotels for these people as they change out shifts or whatever? It was shocking to see that stuff. And of course, as always, the president stepped up and he's like, hey, by the way, I got a hotel over here. Those guys can stay free of charge. Uh... I don't know what they ultimately did as far as those arrangements, but outside of them being in the parking garage, they shouldn't have been there at all. You could ramp up police force or whatever. There was no reason to have the military. Inauguration day, if you wanted, that's fine. Still seems kind of stupid. Talking about a peaceful transfer of power with barbed wire fencing all around the Capitol because... (laughs) Because the most popular president, the most popular presidential candidate in history needs that kind of protection? Give me a break. Nobody's buying that. Please don't ban me, YouTube. I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's absolutely insane. And that stuff we'll talk about as we go on down the road. But I really want to get into um, Joe Biden's accomplishments since he's been president. Now, off the top, he signed executive orders up to like, what, 17 to 20 executive orders in his first day. Killing jobs and already hurting our economy. Now, I expected that to happen, but I didn't expect it to happen that quick. Let me, I'm all over the place. I told you I got a headache. Let me go back to the Capitol real quick. I just want to make this point. With those troops being there, and the big deal that's been made 
a narrative that's been created in order to attack conservatives and attack Trump supporters. Painting all Trump supporters as these people has really, really ramped up. We've heard the talk of re-education camps. We've watched clips of certain senators, in particular the guy from Tennessee that said that that said we basically got to lump all Trump supporters within this group because we don't know we don't know who's who. We've just got to assume they're all terrorists. And I used to have that clip. I don't have it anymore, so I can't play it for you. These people are using this. It's it's not about the safety of the people in Congress. It's not about the safety of Joe Biden. It's all about optics. And let me tell you why. These people, these people know they don't need it, but they feel they are more important and deserve it, right? So, for instance, what happened on was January 6th when the Capitol was stormed, okay? If you go back and watch videos, you see a lot of people asking police, hey, why aren't you stopping this handful of people that are getting in the Capitol? They're all just standing around. Seemed very premeditated, but whatever. We'll talk about that another day. Those in Washington, in our nation's capital, who are supposed to be working for us, do not see things that way. They don't see themselves as working for us. They see themselves as ruling over us. And they see themselves as much more important than people like you and I. That's why when you saw cities burned to the ground, when you saw people's livelihoods destroyed, when you saw people literally lose their lives in the streets of this country at the hands of BLM, at the hands of Antifa, when you, see, when you saw entire cities shut down by these violent groups, they didn't bat an eye. They actually criticized the Trump administration for trying to send troops to put an end to that stuff. And all they had jurisdiction was uh, uh, on federal property, federal courthouses. You got criticized for that. But when it comes to them, they require half of our armed forces to be at the Capitol to protect them. Call me cynical, but I care about I care more about the business owners. I care more about the people that live in middle America than I do the fact that Nancy Pelosi on one particular day on January 6th had to hide in her secret getaway tunnel with police protection for 45 minutes. Call me crazy. But I care much more about those people that lost their businesses and some even lost their lives. That's who I'm concerned about. Not the people that pretend to work for us. It'll work for you. And it shows exactly what they think about you. So why Joe Biden is doing what he's doing. 
slashing jobs and not even not even thinking twice. He gets in the office, first thing he does is lays the smack down on the Keystone XL pipeline, employing tens of thousands of people. Not just here, but in Canada as well. He has signed a number of executive orders, and we are approaching a job loss of almost 100,000 jobs already. Now, it's ironic because most of these jobs are union jobs. And these unions team up with the Democrat Party and pump all these, this, this propaganda to their employees saying, hey, vote Democrat. Democrats are for unions. And at one time they were. At one time, Joe Biden was right in the middle of it. He was a union guy. He was for the working people. He didn't accomplish anything. But he was that kind of Democrat back in the day. That's no longer the case. Joe Biden's not any kind of Democrat. Joe Biden's being told what to do. He doesn't know what's going on. So he's just signing stuff away. He's just, whatever, give it to me, I'll sign it. Doesn't matter. Some of it's got to do with the legacy of Obama. Like rejoining the, 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 the Paris Climate Accord. But most of it, it's like, just give it to me and I'll sign it. He don't know what's going on. So the radical left people behind him get to do this stuff. But let's say he does know what's going on. He knows exactly what he's doing. By killing jobs here in America, who does that benefit? Knocking the American economy down a peg or two, who does that benefit? Benefits is benefits places like China. It benefits other countries because we then have to rely on them for our energy sources. There's a, a, a project going through Qatar over in the Middle East, a big pipeline that I think once they get... Um, Whoever it is, Syria on board with it. They'll be pumping oil through there like crazy. It's a little complicated. I don't want to get into all of it. And Russia's against it, I believe, because it cuts into their pockets and whatever. But this stuff's happening all over the world. And so it's not about the environment, which is the cloak they use. It's, it's the disguise they use for why they're ending stuff. It's about hurting us and helping others. And really, I mean, if you think about it, what I've told you time and time and time again, it's about punishing regular, hardworking Americans that likely voted for Trump. I told y'all they wanted to punish you. That if they gained power, they would attempt to punish you. And what's the first thing they started talking about? Rounding you up. Putting you in a re-education camp. Deprogram you, as they say. They want to make you think differently. Because you're a danger. You're a danger. You saw Sarah Huckabee Sanders talk about how she was the first press secretary to require Secret Service protection. The people in the Trump administration were under constant threat of violence. Constant. 
but now the world's ending and we're lumping an entire group of people, literally half the country, into a group we're labeling as terrorist because a small group of people ran into the Capitol one day. Not with guns, not with deadly weapons. There was one guy with a handful of zip ties, but that was it. All as the cops escorted them around. You've seen the videos. So Joe Biden signs executive orders, killing tens of thousands of jobs. Unions are scratching their head and they're going, wait a minute. We voted for you. What are you doing? Canada, who is losing jobs because of this, is scratching their head. They're like, hey, what are you doing? They're actually suing Joe Biden at this point. (laughs) You're suing him. You've also got a giant caravan of migrants from Central America coming up through Honduras or Guatemala or, or Mexico on their way to the U.S. Because they've been told that Joe Biden's president and they're now allowed to illegally enter the U.S. Joe Biden, knowing, being informed of this news, decides, yeah, we're going to go ahead and stop construction of the border wall. Put it on hold. May even tear it down later. Let's make sure these people, during a deadly pandemic, can get into this country. Get in this country illegally, with no sort of (laughs) health check on the way in or nothing. That goes to show you that they care nothing about the health and safety of U.S. citizens. They don't care about the health impact on you and I when it comes to COVID. Now, I think the story we've been told over the past year is completely and overly inflated, but they are showing you now that they really didn't mean what they've been saying for eight, ten months. Because guess what? The day Joe Biden was sworn in, America had the single highest death total on that day, January 20th. The single highest one-day death total. This is according to their numbers. And we know they're calculating them and inflating the numbers. But just based off that, the the single highest one-day death total Two days later, Washington, D.C., who had completely shut down everything, decides to reopen indoor dining. Two days later. Three days later, Chicago decided to reopen their indoor dining. Democrats had killed thousands of small businesses and it was never about the virus. It was about hurting an economy that did not belong to them so they could get their guy in there. That's right. This was never about a virus. We can go into the details about this virus being made in a lab in Wuhan a lab that was getting tons and tons of money from us, the U.S. 
But it was never about the virus. It was all about politics. Every bit of it. And it worked. It worked. Not on policy. Not It didn't work in the sense of swaying the opinion of the American people. It worked by giving them the opportunity to utilize things like mail-in voting. That's how it worked for them. Now they can worry about other things because they've gotten past that part. They've gained power. They don't, they don't care about the virus anymore. Dr. Fauci and Dr. Birx, they're all cutting up and having a good time. They're like, man, that Trump administration, that was rough, wasn't it? <laughs> These guys are frauds. All of them. All of them are frauds. Some of Joe Biden's other accomplishments have been allowing men to compete in women's sports now, which is a big win for those women that that voted for Joe Biden. Big win for those guys, huh? Could you imagine? Imagine you're an Olympic athlete, all right? You've trained your entire life to compete in whatever, um, you know, I don't know. Pick a sport. Pick an event. You've competed your whole life. You finally get to the Olympics, the world stage. You're in the finals and you find out your competitor is a jacked up 250 pound guy that claims to be a female. And then he obliterates you in the competition, taking home the gold medal. And there you are, holding a silver medal, looking like a jabroni. You didn't get the gold because you competed against a guy that's biologically better than you are in any given event. That's science. Follow the science. That's all it is. It, it's not women are weak, men are strong. It's not. It's it's science. Democrats follow the science when it benefits them. They don't believe the science. They just follow it when it helps. When it comes to biology, when it comes to chromosomes, that kind of science doesn't help them. So they don't follow it. Outside of that, guess what else Joe Biden has done? He's expected to impose a travel ban today for most non-U.S. citizens traveling from South Africa, according to two White House officials. He's also expected to reinstate restrictions affecting travel from the U.K., Ireland, and parts of Europe. So let's just back up a moment and analyze what, what we're seeing here. One of the big things and the big celebrations, by the way, you don't have to wear a mask when you're celebrating. One of the big things they celebrated was an executive order reversing what they call the Muslim ban. It was never called a Muslim ban. Nobody, nobody named it the Muslim ban. The Democrats named the Muslim ban. And they, they had nothing to do with it. It was, a, it was a, a policy 
put in place to restrict travel from countries that were infested with terrorism and that refused to work with us in vetting people that traveled from there to here in the U.S. It was saying, if you don't work with us to try to figure out who's who when they come over here, then we're not going to let you come over here. It's a pretty simple concept. That's what they call the Muslim ban, which actually calling it the Muslim ban seems kind of racist because you're just saying, seems like you're saying all terrorists are, are Muslim, but whatever. He reverses that, okay, he reverses the Muslim ban, but then signs a ban on most non-U.S. citizens traveling from South Africa, the U.K., Ireland, and other parts of Europe. Makes sense, right? (laughs) All all while we're allowing uh, giant caravans of people to come into this country uh, undetected from foreign countries. South of the border. Got it. Got it. It's crazy. It's like backwards. Um, It's like bizarro land. But again, I don't think Joe Biden realizes what's going on. I'm seeing a lot of people on social media, on Twitter in particular, have buyer's remorse. And I say a lot of people. I mean, in, in reality, it's it's not that many that I'm seeing, but I'm sure there's plenty more out there. People that voted for Joe Biden and are realizing that they're not getting what they were told they were going to get. Joe Biden's already broken countless promises he made on the campaign trail. Remember him and Kamala both. Well, we're not we're not banning fracking. That's crazy. Well, guess what? They put a bill in place that says no new fracking. And banning fracking on federal land. So I hope you guys are ready for your gas prices to go up. Also, Talking about your stimulus check that so many of these people that voted for Biden were real excited about. They're like, if we can just get Joe Biden in there, we can get it by, you know, get our stimmy, let's go. Word coming out of the White House is maybe you, may, maybe you get it in April or something. Man, maybe sometime in April. <laughs> it's a rude awakening for a lot of people. And I feel bad for some people. They've been lied to. The problem is there's a lot of low-information voters that are the fuel for the Democrat Party. Now, the reality of this is 80 million people didn't vote for Joe Biden. We know that. The reality is 80 million people didn't vote for Biden, but there are a certain amount of people that did vote for Biden. And they have been bamboozled they've been bamboozled for a number of reasons they've been straight up lied to by politicians a lack of research brainwashed by the mainstream media several things but they didn't do enough research and do enough of their own dicking to find out what the truth is because it's out there and they could have found it 
Maybe it was too much talking and not enough listening. I don't know. But they just didn't get all the information they needed to make an educational and informed decision on who to vote for. And that is the fuel that the Democrat Party runs on. Low information voters. It's what they've run on for decades. And they'll continue to do that. They not only fool people, but they keep the level of information that they get low so they don't start asking questions. Because once people start asking questions, that's when you get in trouble. That's why you see journalists get blackballed in the media when they start asking questions. Maria Bartiromo is one of them from Fox News. They're refusing to give her any more interviews, allegedly, according to one report, because she dared question the election results. Now, what we used to know as journalism is question everything. Question, verify, all in the pursuit of truth. That's no longer the case. Now it's just follow directions and do as you're told. That's journalism. You can see that in the press briefings at the White House now with Jen Psaki, Biden's press secretary, and the patty cake being played between the press secretary and the press. It's really disgusting. It's actually quite boring. But I'm watching a lot of people jump ship, and and I got to be honest, I didn't think the Biden administration would deteriorate this quickly. But it seems to be. So it's going to be interesting to watch. We'll talk more about this on tomorrow's show. Again, don't forget, I'm on TikTok. Go add me, at Andrew McLean Who. Over the line on Facebook, at Andrew McLean Who on Twitter, on Gab, on Parlor, whenever that thing comes back up. And Andrew McLean on MeWe. We're all over the place. You can also email me, Andrew McLean Who at Gmail. Make sure you subscribe to this channel right here. Hit the notification bell so you know when we post new content, when we post new podcasts, because we are going to be on top of it. You know that because I feel absolutely awful today, and I still did a show. We're going to be doing it Monday through Thursday with a little bit of a live video on Friday. Very excited about all that, so make sure you stay tuned. Until next time. See you, cuz!